Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who are up to their ears and kneecaps, Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 416. Detroit Lions training camp begins. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is the hardest working man in the world who isn't as big as everyone says. Well, Jeff Risden. How you doing, buddy? That's an effect. My goodness. It's good to be with you. I am live from my training camp home in, in uh, Canton, Michigan. It took me four over four hours to get here from Zealand today. So that's that's how my day's been. So I'm, I'm ready to talk some lions and uh, uh, get the Megadeth that's been ringing in my head all out all day because uh, I've listened to the new uh, single probably five times on the way over. For real, it's awesome. I, and, and we'll be back. Uh, it was a gratuitous use of the effect. I apologize. Um, first off, I just I want to ap- say ap- thank you for being on the, after four hours in the in the car. Man, that sucks. That is the the. When it's awful. There was a uh, there was a trailer that overturned. Uh, from 96, yeah, 96 eastbound to 127 southbound, and that gummed things up very badly. When you got an hour and a half drive, turn into four. Somebody's getting hurt. So let's yeah. see. All right. We got a lot to talk about. We've got training camp is underway, and I know it was gratuitous, but this time, this is the only way we're going to do it. 2022 training camp has begun. So we will refer to it that way. Uh, Hard Knocks is rolling. What? Yeah. Fans get to watch starting, uh, get to watch the the training camp starting Saturday. Hard Knocks is in 14 days, but the the film and the cameras are already at it. Keep your eyes open for that. Got the alternate helmet craze we're going to talk about. A-Rod got his convict style on point today. Uh, we're going to do a little clarification for folks uh, on the injury side. Going to give you some PUP versus NFI versus regular season stuff so you can kind of understand how these things flow together. We're also going to talk about the NFL Plus. We're going to talk about the training camp, listener appreciation party, and a whole lot more. We've got a huge show because the season has started. Are you ready to go, Riz? More than you could ever know. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's kick this off and break it down. I am stoked. I really am. It's here. It's here. I mean, look, we weren't hurting for material. In the, in the season, we did it. We, we we had good, compelling shows, but now the stuff the stuff is here. The real stuff is rolling. The things are going on, and this is where it starts. I mean, it's until June, Riz, until it really starts to calm down for us again. Isn't that crazy? How it's like a ten months. I, I was reminded by my son yesterday um, or, or Sunday as we drove home from Chicago from his last basketball, last AAU basketball tournament of the season. That uh, yesterday, Monday would be my last day off until May. And uh, thanks for that, Wayne. Uh, but it's true. <laughs> now is now is the busy time. Uh, our, so for those of you who like the behind the scenes stuff, through on the wire sites from the USA Today, Lions Wire being one of them, the one that I run, we are uh, required to have X amount of articles per day, um, every day of the year. And we can, we can you know, hedge those 
so forth. But uh, our quota just went up as of today. We're back on the on the regular season and training camp schedule, which means that I have a lot more work to do. So it's uh, you know it's fun. But but the, the counter to that, there's so much more to cover now. There's actual football being played. Lions are one of the last teams to get into the training camp. I've seen a lot of other guys, you know, that I that I know very well who are, you know, into it already. They've already watched two or three practices. I'm so ready for this to go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta say, what's up, Micro Mike in the chat? Uh, he just he just killed it with uh, Lions Nation Unite. If you guys didn't see that, um, please please go check that out after us. It's uh, they do great stuff. Mike's been working hard over there with Lions Nation and putting some really really good stuff together. Love you, and you need that app. Go get it. Yes. It's free. It's Don't cost nothing. Go get place. it. Great place for chat. Great place for chat. All right, let's get to it. We got a training camp party. Training camp. It starts today. Veterans report. Well, rookies were yesterday, right? Veterans are today. Rookies were uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, thank you. They've been there a little bit. Yeah. Veterans are today. It started. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean they're running around on the field yet. They got a lot of other stuff to do. There's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of are you ready to play? There's a lot of measuring. Yeah, so, There's all kinds of work yeah. that has to get done before they put their their little bell, uh, booties on the field. Yeah, they they have a uh, conditioning test they have to pass. Everybody gets that. You've seen the the NFI and the PUP list additions. We'll talk about those a little bit later. Uh, they're getting situated. They're getting their lockers set up. Um, for there, there are actually a couple of guys who weren't here for mini camp who are here now. Um, one of them being Isaiah Bugs, a defensive end or defensive tackle, Buggy. who's uh, probably not long for the Lions, but he at least gets a shot to compete for it. So that's you know, there's there's some things that go on. They you know they they just get all the, the lay of the land. They get they get one of the, one of the weird. They get their parking pass so they can like zap in. Um, they have upgraded the security around the field. So it's uh, we actually have to get different media parking issues, <laughs> like little things like that. You know, the first day of camp, it's nice for them to get in ahead of time. And then they rule tomorrow morning. We need to talk to Dan Campbell before the first practice, uh, bright and early. And then we get practice at 830 tomorrow morning is when the first practice goes out. The first practice, and this is one of the things we're going to learn, it's a tone setter. Are they going to come out and go like full balls to the wall, you know, and, and, you know, bust it? Or are they going to like ease their way back in? We don't really know that yet. So that's, uh, that's one of the things that we're, we're looking forward to is seeing, you know, okay, are they, you know, they are allowed to hit. We're finally allowed to have some contact in the field. Yeah. Is that going to happen or, or, or what? Well, I think, and, you know, we'll see it on hard knocks. They always talk, if you, and we'll, <laughs> let me talk about this. If you go back, probably one of the most memorable kickoff, uh, uh, kind of ceremonies or, or speeches from the coach was uh, Jeff Fisher, the seven and nine bullshit. I mean, that was hilarious. Um, but that, you know, that, that one carried on in time. There's, there's other ones that have had their moments. Um, that's happened. That happened today. We're here. We're now it happened. And we'll see it in two weeks. It literally 14 days from today when hard knocks kicks off. But that, that's going to be the interesting thing that I think for people that really what you want to think about and hear and, and, and pay attention to is, What's happening now is what you're going to see in two weeks. They are already filming. So there's going to be a bit of a delay. And it's it's different when it's another team. When you're watching a different team that's out of town on hard knocks, you're just kind of feeling like it's in the flow of what's happening right now during training. It's, wow, it's so fresh. And, and right now, these things are already happening like two weeks before. So we're going to see a little bit of a, a time machine view as well as extremely recent stuff kind of mixed together to push out the story that they tell this year about the, the Detroit Lions. 
Yeah, the, the most of the first episode that you will see is already done. It, it goes back to minicamp. It's, it's interviews. It's groundwork with, with Dan Campbell, with Brad Holmes, with Sheila, with Chris Spielman, John Dorsey. Um, some of the players I, I know have already been interviewed for it, and they've gotten sound bites. Look, they take uh, – I forget. So when, when, the, when, when the Browns were on uh, – that was four years ago. Uh, the, the Browns Wire podcast, which I was affiliated at the time – interviewed the executive producer of the show and he gave us the figures on how much tape they get. Like they will, they, they sat down as an example with one of the Browns assistant coaches for 75 minutes and they used 18 seconds of it. Like that's, that's how much they detail they go into. So uh, the editing process is crazy arduous uh, and time consuming. They got, they got a ton of people that to work on the show. It's something I want uh, and to, to it's, uh, it's pretty cool how they get it turned around. I want, that's what I think people need to recognize, not just for this, but for all the stuff you see created 75 minutes to 18 seconds. That happens all the time. Somebody, does. somebody <laughs> sat through that 75 minutes of content to find those 18 seconds. And they did that for a full hour of content. Think about how much work and effort goes into putting the, the right clips together to make a meaningful, impactful uh, show. It's, it's a lot of work. It's pretty impressive. But let's talk about first. First off, training camp's going. It starts. What happens? Our training camp party, our listener appreciation party. It's there. It's this Saturday. Dan Miller will be there. He will be there with us. We'll interview. Who's going to be there? Jerry Jacobs, of course, of Seatbelt Gang fame. He'll be there. Uh, we will announce the big St. Jude event where you can take part out on, out in the world, out in the world, in the meat space, 3D, anywhere in the world. You'll be able to take place in this competition and help raise money for St. Jude. You will have a blast doing this. I promise you. We got more to be announced there. A lot of stuff going on. It is going to be great. Dinner's included. It's a great time. It's this Saturday, 7 p.m., Uptown Grill, Commerce Township, until time runs out. Uh, if you're just there for soft drinks, your whole thing's covered then under the ticket. We've got door prizes. We've got a Billy Sims signed football. We've got um, we got merch, DLP merch. We've got some other things coming in. We've got some really, really great stuff coming for the door prizes. We'll do the live show, as we said. Jerry will be there. Go to party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your ticks now and come join us for a great time. Every year, it's a blast. And <laughs> they don't kick us out. Like we kick ourselves out at the end and usually they, they just kind of keep serving us until we're done. And then we wind up going for whatever after party we feel right. like. And it, I mean, we close, it's two, right? It's two. That, that facility, by the way, if you don't want to after party with us, has a nightclub next to it that usually has live music playing afterwards as well. Now it tends to be uh, pop country from like two of the three years that I remember them right. having music there. It's been like, that that pop country stuff, which it's not not my bag, but, but a, a lot of people seem to like it because the place is still freaking packed when we leave. Yeah. So if that's your thing, you can stay there and do that. We we won't be offended. Yeah, it's a good time. Well, it's a good time. It's part of the same big building. It's great. Uh, great time. Uh, great, great, great fun. Uh, like I said, it starts at seven o'clock. We're in the wine room. Show up. Bring a, bring a copy or your, your your ticket. Oh, we're in the wine room again. Yeah. Sweet. Bring a copy of your your uh, receipt on your phone just as a backup. But we'll have a list of your names at the door, and we'll we'll get you inside every night too because you're gonna need that to drink anyway. And uh, and we'll get you in. You're good to go, and it's it'll be a great time. You, it's right to the left when you walk in the front door of the place. Great time. Uptown Grill is a great great place. 
And uh, I, I go there every time I come to town at least once just because they've got a great beer selection. So training camp party, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your tickets now. They're 35 bucks. It covers the dinner. They went up five bucks this year because our costs went up. Um, they're 40 at the door. So get them early. It's just we and I don't know how many we'll have at the door because it, they limit us based on how what our head counts. And we have we have a limited supply left of tickets that you can buy ahead of time. So if you want in, get yourself in. Yep, yep. All right, let's get into this. Let's do it. It's a good time. The first thing we want to talk about here, um, we alluded to some other topics, but we'll get into those. This alternate helmet craze. And Riz, I mean, you you didn't put it like that when we were when I just kind of hit you. What topics you want to cover today? And you said, um, well, you said something else. And it was basically a toilet seat on an orange. You want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of teams are coming out with alternative helmets, and some of them are awesome. And then there's the Chicago Bears <laughs> who have taken – a Cleveland Browns practice helmet. So the Browns, they have a, a thing called earn your stripe. Like you, you all know the Browns helmet. It's it's straight orange. And then they have a brown and, and white, or they call it an Oreo stripe down the middle. Well, in training camp, they don't have the Oreo stripes on it. You got to earn that. It's earning your stripes. It's cheesy, but it works. Um, Dallas, you have to earn your star on the side. The stupid things like that. But that, that's what it is. So it's that helmet for the Bears. And then they put a Cincinnati Reds logo on the side. The C, the, the doors sort of look like a toilet seat. You mentioned and really noticed that before. Um, it also looks somewhat like the throwback vintage, like 1940s Cleveland Indians. Uh, I just can't. The Guardians, they were the, they're still the Indians to me. I don't care. Um, the Cleveland baseball team, their logo. It doesn't look at all like the Bears C. It's not the same. So they have basically stolen their alternative helmet from the two weaker parts of the Ohio sports teams. I don't. It's awful, and I'm glad that most people think that it's awful. The 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 reception for the Bears alternative helmet, it's it, it's bad, folks. Like this is an example of how not to do it. And a- there's so many other good ones out there. Look at the Cardinals in their black one. Look at the Tex- The Texans' red one is gorgeous. It's one of the best colors I've ever seen. The, the Jets have a, no- a new one. A lot of people aren't crazy. I like it. Like the, the, I love the alternate helmets. The Bengals' white one, eh, it's okay. But the Bears, Bears, Bears really screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm just telling you, it's a toilet seat on an orange. That's what it looks like to me. I, I can't get that out of my head. And it's, it's just, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, phew, what a joke. Yeah, it's bad. So the thing is now, the Lions are capable of having one. The Lions may or may not have one next year. They do not have one this year. We've been assured that all the teams that have them are released for this year. But they're allowed to have it next year. They're going to have different uniforms next year anyways, apparently. We've been told this a couple of different times, that they have new uniforms on deck for 2023. Expect an alternate helmet. And this was something that we talked about in the Patreon Slack, which you can join the the smartest Lions chat on the internet, available anywhere about the different helmets and uh, our friend Greg, just, as in just take one, Greg, one, uh, posted several models of it. And uh, my friend Anthony Bellino, who hosts X's and Bros here in Michigan, across the uh, syndicated across the state, uh, posted a, a, a bunch of similar ones as well. There's white ones. There is a, there's a base white one. There's a base blue one. There's a base kind of a hodgepodge silver and Honolulu blue. And there's a couple of different styles of black ones. Uh, I just hope that the Lions get this right and don't screw it up like the Bears did because uh, it's 
the, the reception for it. So personally, I happen to like the white one, but I also like the the blue one with a different style of lion on it. I think you've seen it, Chris. Yeah. Um, which which was your favorite? I like I like I, can't, I don't have a favorite. I love the blue one. But I love the clean, clean lines on a white helmet. I love a white helmet. Um, I think it's going to be tough. White helmets in during games get scuffed up, like show every little mark. You know what I mean? Uh, It's, it's, it's not, it's your dress helmet, right? (laughs) You're going to a wedding. Ah, yeah, you got to bring the white helmet, right? But for going to work, those blue helmets, I, I'm blue is my, is my thing. Blue is my color. It's every, I'm everything. I bleed blue. It's just blue, 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 everything. I love it. I, I don't. I don't mind the blue one at all. I hope that they get rid of the blue pants to say lions on the side. That those those gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, the all white uniforms, though, those are sweet. The all whites that we saw last year, uh, that that was in Los Angeles, wasn't it? Yeah. Where they brought yeah. those up. Yep. They they were they are really good and and put a white helmet with that. That would look pretty sharp too. That game, God, that LA game was so fun. So <laughs> you were there. Yeah, it was so good. Sandman, uh, Sandman, his friends. They, I'm just telling you, they are some of the coolest people. They hooked us up. Great, great time. That's so fun. God, I'm so. I get. You know, it's this thing. The season started. It's finally here, right? With the training camp kicking off like this. And then I start to remember all those great times, right? I remember I was at the Minnesota game where we got our first win with Sam and he, he, he sent me a, 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 a refresh of the video about uh, three weeks ago. He's like thinking of you. And I was like, Oh man, that was so <laughs> great. It was so much fun. I just, I just think of all these things and anything is possible right now. Literally anything is possible. And it's just such a great time of year. And I know now I'm flying out tomorrow. My son's coming with me. We're going to be down there for training camp. It's the first time he's going to be there. I rem- I walk away. I'm always just so elated and so happy and so just energized for football from going to training camp. It is just one of my favorite parts of the year. I love the draft. It's, it's awesome. It's off the hook. But training camp has a special place of joy and optimism and, and just that, that feeling that Football's back, baby. Football is back. And it just it, it means so much. I look forward to it every year. This is great. Stoked. Absolutely. I, I'm excited to go to work tomorrow. I got to get up super early. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And it happens to be that there's a Smoothie King on the way. And uh, as you know, Chris, I'm a Smoothie King junkie. And Smoothie King, please sponsor my spots on, on radio shows across Michigan. That'd be great. We got to call um, And build, build one near Holland, please. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the end of my edicts for the day. I get one. It's, it's like every other week I've got a, a, a Smoothie King. Like two miles. I've been to your house. I've been by your Smoothie King. It's a good one. Yeah. 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 And now they got the, like, you can, you can like put it in the app. Yeah. Pick a Smoothie King it has a secret menu. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, I hit the secret menu a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but to be able like to, to put it in on the app, leave your house and it's ready for you when you get there. It's like, it's only, it's two mile drive. So it's like, it's so fast. It's, it's love Smoothie King. All right. Um, we'll move on. Alternate helmets. Lot to talk about there. A lot of fun stuff. I'm really, really uh, excited to see what they do with them. And, uh, and we'll go with that. A lot of opinions here in the uh, in the chat. Grant, all whites be sweet. Get rid of the grays. JP is me 91. Um, What's their color rush? And they cannot change the color rush when they change their uniforms. They, now, that, now, unless they make it their actual uniform. And I, I believe the Rams did that, did they not? 
they made their cult their original color rush of their actual uniforms. Yep. Um, so maybe maybe that's on deck. I lo- I personally I love those jerseys. Those are my favorite jerseys. The pants are terrible. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And and you know a couple uh, JP is me ninety one. He says he likes the blue pants, but all white is better. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Devil dog, this is a good. One. I like uh, the chrome helmets, the large matte blue lion head, just the head. I love the kind of like a, almost like a Nittany Lion kind of head lion head there, right? And then uh, that chrome. I love those chrome helmets. They look so cool. That would be a. They, I will say this: being at a couple of college games where teams have worn them, you get glare off of them. You really do when you're in the press <laughs> box or in the stand. So it, it, it is somewhat off-putting that way, but uh, they do look absolutely sweet. All right, better than the Pistons teal jerseys, which are coming back. And I don't know why in the world they brought those things back. Why? Why would you? Why would you honor one of the dark periods of your franchise? But yeah, I don't know. I digress. <laughs> All right. I want to get into something. This has been controversial. And even though the research shows that, you know, uh, felonies amongst uh, football players in the NFL are actually lower per capita than the average rate across the, the, the nation. Um, just a, a low point, really a low point in the uh, in the league right now of, of all the low points that could happen over the offseason uh, today. Aaron Rodgers was obviously released from prison, uh, showed up at training camp. I don't know if you saw the picture, Riz. It was, he looked like. It's, it's glorious. <laughs> another He's convict. Another convict on the field. Dang it. This is crap. <laughs> when will it end? Put the bony back in the box. He's, he's abused Lions fans for years. <laughs> he should still be in prison. Come on. I can't believe that he intentionally goes like, who wants to look like that? I, uh, yeah. If you, if you haven't seen it, just watch Con Air and you'll see Aaron Rodgers as, as Nick Cage's stunt double. So as much, as, Cameron Poe. as much as I make fun of him, right? I, that's that's my look, bro. And then I can't because of the regular day job. I can't do it till I retire. But I, I would add the, the the chops right across. The, I, that's that's my, my my wife is terrified about when I finally retire. What it's going to be. I would be too if I were. It is uh, the other the other thing that it looks like if you um, are of that vintage of music um, listening. Scott Stapp from Creed wore that exact outfit, except his pants were leather. In the video for Hire, which might be the worst song ever recorded. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is channeling that, too. So he's channeling a movie. I happen to love Con Air. I think it's an awesome, stupid movie. It's great. Um, it, it's it's one of those that's like, you don't watch it to be, like, like educated. You watch it for entertainment. Like, it's like Cannibal Run. I love Cannibal Run, too. So it, it's in that beta movie. I missed that. But if you like Creed... This is the look for you. <laughs> I miss Dom DeLuise. He was funny in a bad way. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So Aaron Rodgers takes um, takes the style points today. He is what he is. It's great. Um, I want to get into something with football. Um, <laughs> sorry, Don H. Aaron's a- parent pants would be rubber, not leather. <laughs> FTP. Um Let's get into this. This is this is a good point because this is 
the time of year when you have, you know, JMO who's coming off an injury from, from January. You have Okudu who's coming off of an injury. You have Jerry Jacobs coming off an injury. And they have all these designations. And it's like, well, but what does that mean? Right? Like, you don't, you don't really understand those different de- designations. So I, I thought, especially now at the beginning, camp kicking these things off, it'd be a really, really good time to break down PUP, NFI, and then what all that means now compared to the regular season. And Riz, I'm going to hand you the microphone and let you uh, get get rocking on that, brother. All right. And thank you for subscribing, experts. So I appreciate that. Um, hit that like and subscribe button, by the way, so you know when we're coming on the air because we do not have a regular schedule in yeah. the off season. So make sure you're hitting that like button. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button on your YouTube here uh, for those of you who are watching and the live know, stream. And you'll know when the program begins. Go ahead. That's right. That helps. Not and I'm usually on time, too. Not just when we're coming um, So PUP, physically unable to perform. That is basically guys who are coming off of injuries. Now, the NFI, non-football injury list. So this is where it gets confusing. PUP is injuries suffered during football, during, but more specifically during NFL football. Mm-hmm. NFI, Jamison Williams is on that because the, the injury was suffered in college. He wasn't in the NFL yet. I know it's a, it's a football injury, but in the NFL's parlance and the NFLPA agree to this, it's not a football injury. There is very little distinction other than that between the two, especially in the preseason. They are on active, which means they can be activated at any time. They just have to pass their physical. They can be activated tomorrow. They can be out there for the first practice for all we know. And they test these things regularly. Um, and just as an example, as I as I was as Chris was setting the show up, I was looking at the NFL transaction log today. The New York Jets activated three players off their PUP list and got them back in practice. Today. One of them being Kai Becton, who was uh, uh, way way overweight. <laughs> and so, like, it can happen anytime. So, Jamison Williams. I don't expect him to get activated before the first preseason game, but you never know. That's just my guess. But he, he has the ability to do that. So the the preseason NFI and PUP list, I'm my acronym straight. <laughs> the poop and the niffy list. The regular season. As long as they're dealt with in the preseason. If you're activated off PUP in the preseason or the NFI in the preseason before the season starts, or actually technically it's before the preseason ends, you get you are not eligible for that status. So let's say let's use let's use uh, Romeo Okora as an example because he's on the PUP list. He, ha- he has a football injury from last year. He's on the PUP list. He will not be eligible to participate in any practices until he's cleared by the team trainers. He has to pass his physical um, and get cleared by the team doctors for that. As long as that happens before, oh, I don't know the exact date. I should know that. Um, it's the week. It's that he can. It's the day after the third preseason game most years. I don't know if that's true this year, but most years it's the day after that last preseason game. As long as he's activated off the PUP by that, he's eligible to be on the the 53-man roster. If he's not, he has to stay on the PUP through the first four games. That's changed this year. used to be six. They dropped it to four. Uh, That's uh, a a serious benefit for for guys like Okora or Williams. who And the, the NFI is the same. Now, if you are on the NFI list at the end of training camp, that's a little bit different because then you have to go on injured reserve, but the injured reserve recall process is the same. So it, it's it's like it, it's a technicality, but it winds up 
in effect, working the same thing. As long as they're activated by the end of preseason, you don't have to worry about it. Um, and it seems like, knock on wood, all these guys will be ready to go for the beginning of the season. Jerry Jacobs on PUP. I, we, we will ask Jerry Saturday night. Jerry might be active by Saturday night for all we know. That's that's what the PUP is. It, it's not, oh, my God, this guy's damaged goods, um, and he might not play for a while. The only guy that I'm really worried about not getting activated is Romeo because he has been very quiet. We talked about this earlier this summer, Chris. Very quiet, not showing – well, and look, he might be a private guy. That's okay. But he hasn't been seen doing much of anything. And when we saw him in minicamp, when he was here um, briefly, he was like not even working with the trainers on the side. Like Okuda was on the side. Jerry was working on the side with guys. Jameis Williams, you know, out there catching passes. Romeo was just standing there. So I'm a little, a little concerned about what happens with him. That's that's what we'll see. But that's that's the difference between NFI. Um, again, as guys coming in from college. Um, but PUP list is that's the that's the one that's changed in the regular season that we you need to be aware of. And again, if you're on PUP in preseason, doesn't mean that you're on PUP in the regular season. But you cannot be put on PUP in the regular season if you weren't on it in the preseason. Does that make sense? It does. It does indeed okay. make sense. Good. Um, there's a great article at lionswire.usatoday.com. You can check it out about the NFL's PUP list and how the change could be a big benefit for the Lions in 2022. I got it really quick. It's by Geoff. Geoff, he spells it with a G. Uh, Rhizdone or something like that. Um, he wrote this article. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good one, and it will break it down exactly what it yeah. means to the Lions and how it helps them out. And if you want a, a more in-depth piece on it, uh, my friend Mike K at Pro Football Network wrote a very detailed piece on the differences between all those. Check it out. Give Mike a look. Mike's, Mike's been a great guy. He's been a good friend of mine for a long time. Um, and I'll wonderfully get some that he's an Eagles fan. Yep, yep. There we go. All right. All right. So now you got that settled. You know what you're seeing when you see it. This is the time of year you're going to see a lot of the players. There's going to be a lot of talk about who's in, who's out, when are they in, when are they out, what are we going to see in practice. You're going to see your camp bodies. You're going to see a lot. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We've got one more topic we want to hit. Um, Riz, you were, you were done. You didn't have anything else you wanted to add to that, right? I don't want to cut you off. No, no. The only thing I would say is that it is interesting that some players were not on it that we kind of expected. No, most notably, James Mitchell, the, the fifth-round tight end, who was coming off of a leg injury that he suffered the end of September last year. And he was another guy that didn't do much of anything in minicamp and OTAs and he is active. So that's a good sign. Deshaun Elliott also active. Very good sign. He's going to be a starting safety. We need him. Yeah, yeah we need those. All right. Um, you may notice how beautiful Kristen's face looks today. His, his, his beautiful, gorgeous video has been upgraded. We're, we're making the move. We're starting to make things happen. Have a little pause just because of the travel to training camp this week, but um, things continue to work. The audio has been uh, moved around into a situation that's going to help us there uh, immensely. We've got his video set, and now is the, the scaling. The 4K upgrade is underway. A uh, little bit of hardware, 
on the uh, processing side and the encoding side. So remember, we use either the thanks. There's after the shows are live, when you watch them uh, afterwards, you can hit the thanks button and give us a donation. You can join as a member on the channel. Those really help. Those are recurring. And if you do, uh, you'll get instructions to email us and we'll get you into the most intelligent lion's chat on the internet, the Slack, or you can do the super chat. That's the money that we're using to focus on the upgrades that continue getting you guys better picture, better quality experience, and at the same time, not affecting negatively our folks on the audio side because we know how important they are. And that's where we started with just the podcast, the audio podcast. So if you like it, you like what you see, you see that beautiful Riz face and you want to see more and on get it on the big screen, hit us up in one of those ways and we appreciate it. And uh, while we're here, also, just one last thing. Please hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. That helps us out a lot. And you guys have heard. You know, you're all YouTube watchers. If you're here, you know the whole algorithm thing and getting us spread out and so other people can see us. This is the time of year where we really look to get our stuff out. This is our eighth year of doing this. And and we rely on you. And uh, those likes and subscribes are all free. I mean, it's great to do. And we rely on you guys to do that to help us out and get our, get our, reach, and our, our reach out there into the the bowels of the YouTube universe <laughs> and maybe other organs. All right, let's get into NFL plus NFL plus Riz. This is really interesting. Oh Boy, we're getting to this brand new streaming service. This and game pass together are going to be what we always wanted, right? Are you still thinking about organs? Uh, no, I'm thinking about the conference call I was on earlier today with the NFL trying to explain to the Pro Football Writers Association, PFWA, um, trying to sell this product to us. Now, not not like taking money for it, but but like promote it and like go like so so we'll like it and so we'll promote it to people so they do it. So you'll be advocates. And what I heard happened. Yes, was, thank you. What I heard <laughs> happened was the reaction is you've had enough of that shit. <laughs> uh, pretty much. I'm not sure that the guy that they sent to our conference call to do it was aware of how much enmity and animosity there is towards that freaking product, which is why specifically. Game Pass, yeah. which is it's like so. Basically, it's their old NFL um, Game Pass product, and also the what they used to stream um, of the like. I believe it was on Yahoo. I, I don't stream it, so I don't know. But I, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Yahoo, where you could watch Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, any Saturday games, and Monday Night Football it was all available on Yahoo to stream. They put those two hands together, and uh, let's just hope that it's a better product because it's really sucked. Um, they were they're going to have the biggest bugaboo that fans will notice is that you can still like let's say Chris, you want to watch the line. Uh oh, yes. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh-huh. if you live like in Grand Rapids, we are one of the designated uh, 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 lines. Oh, Use your app to stream it on a phone or tablet. However, one of the questions that was asked today is how come we can't cast what's on our phone or tablet to our television or to a monitor? And the guy was dumbfounded at that. Like, And we're like, yeah, that's disabled. You can't do that. So hopefully he's like will, looking around. Who the hell did that. that? Who made that decision? They picked a guy who didn't know what the hell he was. He was doing at all. Like what the old product was, what any of the complaints were or anything and made yeah. him a sacrificial lamb. That's literally if they had somebody yeah. who knew they would have just like they would have probably quit on the spot. Right. They've been like, yeah, I know. I can't defend this crap. 
I felt bad for the guy. Um, one thing he did say, for those of you who do like to watch the All-22, is that that will still be part of the product, and they are working hard on getting rid of some of the glitches, not all the glitches. As he said, I will answer these questions, but you might not like my answers. And <laughs> I was having a, a sub-chat with a couple of people on it, and we were just like... Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically Game Pass rebranded for twenty bucks cheaper. For now. Yes. Yeah. Now there's the whole who's going to go and do the um the streaming ticket. You had um Apple, you had Amazon that were hot and heavy in it. the battle. And then after Apple and Amazon, just recently YouTube and not YouTube TV. Interestingly, YouTube popped up for just the standard YouTube platform. I don't know if it's going to be some a YouTube premium sell. I don't know what they're going to do. Interesting to see because I'll tell you, the one thing I know is of all of those um, streaming products, YouTube has the infrastructure that you cannot question. You cannot Absolutely. question their ability to deliver live quality, top uh, high def quality content anywhere in the world, period. That's that. If you have the bandwidth at home, you can see high quality YouTube videos. Uh, Apple TV at scale. I don't know. I don't know if they can do it because because, you know, part of it is it's like when you get a cable modem, they know that everybody isn't going to be downloading at the same time. So they don't have to have 100 percent availability or a bank. Everybody can't withdraw all their money right now because it's not at the bank. Right. They just have a portion of that. Um I don't know that Apple has, you know, a, a robust enough CDN to be able to handle. Of course, they'd upgrade and, and based on demand, but there's a reason, you know, Game Pass isn't able to do it. Amazon, I hate their interface. It's just the clunkiest. Amazon Prime is just like the the garbage you video. If I try to find anything I can somewhere else at um, than Amazon's Prime Video, it's just it's just such a pain in the ass to search and find stuff and use. Um, not a fan. So, and I know it's easy to get when you're just at Amazon, but I just kind of like the idea of the usability, familiarity, and quality that you get out of uh, out of YouTube. It would be nice as a as a Luddite family that that my family is. We don't have Amazon Prime. We don't use Amazon. We are not Apple people, so we're hoping that it goes to YouTube. <laughs> well, I should say my wife is an Apple person. Um, she loves her. She loves paying for new phones and new charging cables and new interfaces. And oh my god, they put the headphone jack on the bottom! Like she she gets off of that. The rest of us family are we're, we're enjoying the Android world where you're getting the features three years ahead of Apple. I really enjoy the Apple ecosystem to a point um, until I get into like the laptops and the computing and gaming, especially. That's just uh, it's just. Brandon, so I, I, we'll see what happens with it. I'm still hopeful, and this hasn't been shot down by the NFL, that NFL Plus will eventually allow you to do exactly what you can do on NBA TV and exactly what you can do with the NHL, and I believe you can do it with baseball, too. You can order – I just, I order the Cleveland Cavaliers as my team, and I can watch all of their games out of market. I, I live in Grand Rapids. No problem. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to pay for. If I wanted to add the Indiana Pacers or the Houston Rockets, I can do that. It's easy. The NFL is kicking and screaming against doing that. They've got to eventually get into the, the modern era of, of broadcasting. 
and I know I know that they don't do it because they want to protect their their corporate broadcast partners, Fox and CBS, which pay gajillions of dollars to have those rights. The but, CEO of I think it was the CEO of Netflix today said he doesn't see you know linear television lasting more than five to ten years. They better very quickly make that switch because the industry is going to change without their input. And it's going to leave them in a worse position. And not that I want them to be able to charge 400 bucks in this whole, you know, AT&T, DirecTV garbage time situation. I mean, it's uh, find someone in college. That's the way to go. I've got a new Gator going. I'm going to have my uh, $100 Sunday ticket thanks to the student streaming discount. But it's it's just a mess how it's set up now and how it has been for the last 10 years. It's just absolutely anti-consumer. And the fact that they haven't gotten out of that. This NFL Plus, I have a feeling, is kind of a toe in the water to try to feel like, can we rebrand Game Pass? Can we fix the glitches and come out of it? Is there something that we have the capability to do? They're going to find out they don't. They have to get somebody else to do it. And, and frankly, I think YouTube is just the simplest interface for them to be able to do it. It's like plug, play, and Google doesn't mind losing money. They don't mind losing money to get big, big um Eyeballs on like their stuff. YouTube is part of Google, aren't they? Yeah, I should I should know that. We we my family did switch to Google TV or um, Google TV YouTube TV. It's great. I love it. It's uh, it, it's probably better than what we got from DirecTV and from our, our charter cable company. So I'm I'm happy with it. My parents um, who are in their mid seventies and very luddite. I mean, these are people that still have a a black and white TV in their house that they use. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) They have figured out how to use YouTube TV. So like that's, that's where the future is. Like if my parents can do it, pretty much anybody can do it. So, you know, they, they, they had, they had an, they they had a gateway computer that they still used until like two years ago when I gave them my old laptop. I'm like, dad, you can't do this anymore. Please, please, please. Like all the, all the numbers and letters on the keyboard were completely gone. They were like black from his dirty fingers. It was, it was time. I'm, but so even those people can adapt. I think the NFL can adapt too. I, is, I is just point. think that it's, it's time to get out of those dark ages. I mean, the other leagues make it available no matter where you're at. You can see your team, you can pay for it and you don't have to have a, you know, a, a, a freaking satellite dish connected to something to make it happen. I can watch and my son's high price. school basketball games on my phone on a plane coming home from Mobile, but I can't watch the NFL out of market. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's get into training camp, talk about what's going on, what to think, what to do. We'll never tell you what to think, but we'll tell you what we think. Uh, what to do, and what's going on. Okay, so first off, uh, it came up earlier and in the in the chat. Chrome, I know IPTV is a fun way to go. I'll tell you, it's dodgy and it's work. I've paid and it's worked and then it quit working and then I go to somebody else and it works and it quits working. The, the resale market on that is just. I understand why it's unregulated, but it, for someone like like me who does a post game show based on what <laughs> happened that day, I need something one hundred percent reliable, like that I can see the game and have. I happen to be out of market. It just has to always work. No questions asked. So. That's where the the big gap is, but I, I I know what you're saying there. All right, so training camp, let's go. So far, have they been on the field? No, they haven't done anything on the field yet in training camp. It's all been about you know check your conditioning, make sure you're not going to overheat, make sure you know your your limbs bend the way they're supposed to and not the way they're not supposed to. Let's see if you can uh, you know lift the right amount of, of weight and so on. 
And so far, I haven't heard of anybody that hasn't done well enough. Uh, Riz, I mean, in years past, there was two guys that would always, like even in, in the Patricia regime, two guys that didn't pass conditioning tests when, when camp started, right? Seems like everyone came in hungry and ready to go. Didn't hear anything of the contrary. Again, I was in the car for four hours just before the show, so I'm I'm sort of shut off from fresh information, but I didn't hear anything. So yep. So that's going on. Um, they just put out what is probably their last of the postseason fluff stuff, the repeat after me segment. Did you see it, Riz? It was actually it was actually pretty good. I didn't watch it yet. Um I, I actually retweeted it without even watching it, so that's so the 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 idea is they put on a pair of the the Bose uh, noise canceling headset and there was some music and they all hated the music it was terrible but so somebody was there and couldn't hear what the other person was saying right okay and it was a lip reading exercise and they someone had to say a phrase and they had to figure it out and you got to watch them work through it right and uh, like one of the phrases was you sit on a throne of lies and watch them try to put that together <laughs> so they try to like do sitting in the toilet like <laughs> it's great it was it was just really funny seeing these guys try to try to read each other's lips and, and and come up with it but as they were going um the phrase that came up and i was so happy seatbelt gang came up and, and it took them a while to come up with it with like, and so when they afterward after they would mention the phrase or or, or get it they they would they would talk about it or like like some commentary going on it. and they were all like oh that's Jerry's thing yeah Seville gang you know the whole thing it was really great loved it loved it and uh, there was a Reddit post about Seville gang today somebody saw that and said I don't know what it is but I really think I like it <laughs> they talked about it but seatbelt it's locked down locking down the secondary just like you got a seatbelt locking you down in in, in your in your seat while you're driving, keeping you safe, much like a safety position and so on. You can also go to seatbeltgang.com, get some Jerry Jacobs merchandise, some great stuff. And uh, I know he'd be happy to sign that at the training camp party. Um, but he, he, uh, he, he's he got a lot of stuff. And we're trying to do something for for charity with uh, with some of the sales out of that. So uh, seatbeltgang.com, check that out. But that was cool to see. Uh, repeat after me was really funny. It was good. Uh, Goff, he, they got it right really, really early. And he was like, well, that's because it was him and Ancelone. Uh, he was like, that's because I'm a really good enunciator. <laughs> it's just so, so Goff. It was like so great. All right. He is, honestly. And, and now that I think, I, I never would have noticed that. He, he he is very good at his diction and enunciation. Better than I am yeah. at, at the current moment. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the diction part, but. Um, let's get to the, <laughs> um, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm perpetually 12, Riz. I just, I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody. This is, it's the real me. I'm sorry. Um, question came up. Somebody was asking, hey, I'm coming to training camp. Uh, I'm coming for a while. I know it's usually over in the morning. What do you do after training camp? And I, we haven't put it out there this year. I forgot about it, but we always say, let's do lunch. Join us. We'll go out to lunch and have just people would love to sit around, um, grab something to eat, and just talk Lions, talk football, have a good time, talk whatever. Um, usually, you'll find me um, in the farthest around bleachers uh, at the very, very top row, and out maybe wearing a Lions podcast shirt. Um, and I'll be there. I'll be with my son and and uh, Sandman will be with us. But I'm fire bleacher top row, last aisle way up, and I'll be right on the aisle there. That's that's kind of where I always hang out and sit. Find us. 
Um, I'm not quiet, so you'll you'll see us and, and you'll know who we are. And uh, hey, yeah, we'll talk about. Okay, we're going here to lunch. We'll go do there and come on, join us. Have a good time. It's it's great. We usually get a bunch of people. We go to Miller's a lot. Grab a couple of delicious burgers that they have. Riz is going to be a little harder to find. He's up in the press bleachers, but he does sometimes make his way over and say hi. And you try to make it over at least once to say hi mill um, with and us. get accosted by by the common folk. And it works well. We were credentialed. But there's some restrictions on credentialed media on what you can share and video and pictures and that kind of stuff. And found for training camp, it, it's better. I mean, it's especially the mix with Riz being credentialed and us uncredentialed. It gives us an ability to kind of do different, a little bit extra coverage and yeah. different kind of coverage. You're also on the other side of the field. Yep. So you see things that I don't get to see and vice versa. So it, it works out pretty well, honestly. Yeah. And I will say, yes, we are, uh, we were, we got a, Rather meaty email about what we can and cannot do during practices and after practices. And let's just say that Chris has had a lot more liberty to tweet out what he's seeing while it's happening. Um, I can't do that. <laughs> At DET Lions Podcast, check out the Twitter. It's always hot during training camp. Uh, so anyway, and it gives us it gives us a little bit extra freedom. So we like that. And uh, we're not part of a credentialed organization. We can do that stuff. So like I said, there's, 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 there's benefits to it. Um, so hang out with us for lunch. Let's talk about Hard Rocks, as we said. There are Hard Rocks. Hard Knocks. Hard, <laughs> hard Knockers is rolling. Uh, again, there's 14 days of stuff going on. Before we we see <laughs> 14 days of stuff before we see the first one. Um, make some noise. Have some fun. Uh, you know, they get the fans getting stuff signed afterward. That always makes it. Be, yes. Uh, the Lions send players around, and I have a feeling it'll probably be more players now than normal because of the hard knocks thing. After uh, training camp is over, you can head down to the fence, hold something. Players come around, they'll sign, they'll talk to you. And it goes on, what, an hour? I mean, I mean, it goes on we'll for it. ages. Yeah. Those players will stay and, and talk and have a good time and joke and interact. Really, you find out what kind of quality these, these guys are. I mean, they're good good folks. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to Tim Boyle uh, last week. I yeah. brought that up on the show. Um, he is looking forward to meeting fans. He likes that. He, he, he enjoys that engagement. Um, that's so and, and there's a lot of guys to do and they're, they'll they'll stay out there for a long time. A lot of times guys will have their families out there. So you see them play catch with their kids. And, you know, if you want to interact with their kids, they, they, they love that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know um, uh, Michael Brockers has his family out there all the time. Like, Great people. Yeah. Like you get to see them be guys like n- as normal of, of a person as you can be as an NFL player at an NFL practice. Like they're, they're hanging out with their family. They're, they're chilling with you. They'll come over and they'll talk to you. If you want to engage them in a conversation, some, some guys won't, some guys will scurry away and, and hide that that's okay. But a lot of guys, they really enjoy the engagement with the fans yeah. and, uh, Probably a pretty good chance that a coach or two will wind up over there as well. They have then they do have post practice media obligations that they have to take care of. Not Dan, but uh, assistant coaches do. Yep. So you you can you can wind up catching Aubrey Pleasant, Aaron Glenn, Hank Fraley, um, and, and catch their ear for a couple minutes too. Tim Boyle last year was signing and throwing footballs up, and I just want to say he did he he missed me pretty wide. <laughs> it, was, it was something to come. So we'll we'll see how far surprising. he's come this year. We'll see how far he's come this year. I try not to harp on it. It's back there. The mini footballs. One of those things. Uh, all right. Let's also talk about um, hard knocks and performance. How teams have done historically after being on hard knocks. Now, 
if we think about it, okay, you you can if you've made the playoffs either of the last two years, you can say I don't want to be on hard knocks. If you have a new coach, um, new coaching staff, you can say I don't want to be on hard knocks. They have a trimmed down list. It's what was it? Four teams potentially, or three teams this year? It was it was the Lions. And you also, if you've appeared on Hard Knocks within the last 10 years, you also have an easy opt-out. Yes. So it was the Lions, the Jets, the Commanders, and Carolina. one other team was it, that was eligible for it this year. Was it Carolina? Yeah, I think so. It was, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be. So, so yeah, they chose the Lions smartly. So there's a Lions s- volunteered for it, by the way. The Lions wanted it. There's a small group that can that could go go in without vetoing and then uh the Lions actually asked to be on Hard Knocks, which is which is good. I love that transparency. I like the vision and and it probably helps build on this rebuild process and engaging the fan base as as Brad Holmes is want to do and has done such a good job with. So We'll take a look at this. We'll see what's there. I, I look at, again, I look at this and I say, this is a team that is really exciting this year. It's that time of year where anything can happen. If we look at other teams, um, 13 teams, this is as of 2019's Hard Knocks, 13 teams will have participated in 16 occurrences. Um, only five made the playoffs out of that. But again, these are teams that have not been in the playoffs for at least two straight years. Right. The Lions are on a different trajectory than most of the teams that appear on Hard Knocks. We had a regime change in the middle. We had an absolute train wreck, uh, you know, roster destroying kind of regime. We had this roster building regime last year, got all this rookie play, all these injuries that kind of put us in a place where we were. And we're in this spot where, you know, the the bounce of the ball being where it was, we're potentially a better team than our record last year. And just because of the rookie play we've got and and a good draft, to be fair, it looks like we're a better team. You know, we're on it. We're on a different trajectory than a lot of the teams. But. Uh, you look back. You have um, the Raiders in 2019. They were four and 12. They made it to seven and nine after Hard Knocks. Browns 0 and 16. Then they were seven, eight, and one after that. Uh, the Bucks are one of the two bad stories. They were nine and seven, and they turned five and eleven. Texans nine and seven, nine and seven. And the other bad story was the Rams, who were seven and nine bullshit in 2015, and then they were four and twelve garbage in 2016. Uh, that happened to be the year they picked up Jared, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So other than that, teams have done well. The Bengals are interesting for 2013. They were 10 and 6, and they made it to 11 and 5 the year after. So um, what's, you know, the history here? Not a whole lot of great teams that are, are, are rocking and rolling their way out of hard knocks. I think there's an exception for the Lions on the trajectory that they're coming through hard knocks than a lot of those other teams. Um, what, what do we have? We have the Browns, Hugh Jackson, see you later. Jeff Fisher, see you later. I mean, we had so many coaching turnovers. Well, he was that. the defensive coordinator on both of those teams, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard knock. Um, so, I mean, different different kind of situation, right? And And right now, yeah, James Willis. Uh, the Lions of the story of the NFL for sure right now. They they really they are. They are and, and I got a I got a promotional email from I think it was Bet MGM. And one of the game I get I get no exaggeration, 
50 emails a day from different gambling houses wanting me to write about certain things. And unfortunately, we're contractually obligated to like the worst one. So I can't really use much of it. But the Lions have had the most individual tickets placed for any NFL offseason wager on over 6.5 wins. That's crazy to me. Dan Campbell has the most individual wagers of any coach, not the highest amount of, of, of money, but the highest amount of tickets sold or, or tickets wagered on being the NFL coach of the year. And that's, that's, there's buzz, baby. That, that's what it is. That, that's what you're feeling. I told you I had money on that. I'm going to go get it. Dan Campbell, NFL coach of the year. I put 20 bucks on it. You know what I win? 420, baby. <laughs> Dan Campbell, give me home. Take me home, Dan. Uh, I got, I, I put money on Jamison Williams as the offensive rookie of the year. Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah, Hutch is getting the most, uh, again, has the most wagered tickets on him mm-hmm. to be the defensive rookie there. He does not have the most money wagered on him, but he has the most tickets. I got the Lions over Philly because I think that's a game that they have been on their eyeball since they got this. I can't schedule. be with you on that I know one, you buddy. can't. I, I know you can't, but it's the first game of the season, and I think this team yeah. has been focusing on it after last year. Um, let's see. I got over eight and a half sacks for Hutchinson. And again, I think some of these are, are a little wi- wilder rides, right? But it's okay. Uh, I got, here's, as I talk about that, Lions is the conference winner. I threw five bucks on it. Went over 300. That's good. I got Rams is the NFC West. Lions, the NFC North. That's that, that potentially, I mean, you saw the criminal. Is that, like, is that parlayed? <laughs> no, that's straight. No, I, I just. Okay. Nope. They just got the Lions straight up now, and you see Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he could be he could break parole next week and be back in back in the jail, right? I mean, we got a shot here. Uh, the Rams as the as the Super Bowl winner, and of course we got the Lions. Lions ten dollar bet brings me fifteen hundred bucks if they win the Super Bowl. Some of those are throwaway bets, right? I, I recognize a lot; they're fun, but like Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year, I don't think that's a throwaway bet. I think he has every opportunity, and he has the leg up with Hard Knocks being there, so people see what this guy is and, and who he is, not just Mister Crazy Knee White Man, right? If they go eight and nine, or God forbid, better than that, he's absolutely a, a legitimate candidate for Coach of the Year. No, no question about it. Yeah, yeah, no question, no question asked. All right, so with that being said, we've talked about where other teams have had have been after hard knocks. We've talked about what we have in the team. We've talked about what the injury lists mean. We've talked about um, training camp starting, what to look for, all those things. It's that point now where we have no on-field performance. Nothing happens until tomorrow morning, but we still need to make our predictions, our season record prediction, predictions, Riz. Before you do, I have to remind people, to go and hit like and subscribe, please do that. We appreciate that. That helps us out a lot. It's free. It's easy. Do that while we're talking about these things you guys are watching because it's interesting enough. You're here at 164. You got a hundred more people than we do likes right now. So go ahead and bang that like button for us and hit the subscribe. We appreciate it. Get your name on the screen. Have some fun. All right. So with that, the season record predictions for the Detroit Lions. Riz, you get shit for this every year. You've been really good at it every year. <laughs> and I think that's why people, number one, hate it. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> but let's talk about your predictions and then do a little bit of why on the final record for the Detroit Lions 2022-23. So um, I have not changed. Well, I, I waffled on my early pick. Um, we, we had to write these right after the draft. 
for all the wire sets we had to. And I came up with 711. And I have since actually rocked back to 6 and 10, or 6 and 11. Not 7, 7 and 10 was the original. 6 and 11 is where I'm at now. And uh, there's there's a number of factors for, for why I've dropped back a little bit. But I, I, that, I, I see them 6 or 7 wins. I, I would bet, if you could bet on that, I would bet a lot of money on that being one of the, like the outcome. They're either going to be 6 and 10 or 7 and 11. Six and eleven, or seven and ten. Yeah. They can't be seven and eleven right. unless they make the playoffs at seven and ten, which would be sweet. Yeah, I, I would go seven eleven all day. That'd be great. All right, and and what makes you think that? Tell, tell, get, get some of the big overriding factors why you you think that. Uh, I am concerned at the lack of impact talent, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. You look at the, and we talked about it on last week's show. Why did the Bengals rise up? Because they had impact talents. Guys like Trey Hendrickson came in. Jesse Bates stepped up. You know, they had guys, Joe Burrow obviously makes a difference. Jamar Chase coming in. Like they had great players at key positions. I don't know if the Lions have great players. They might. They might. They absolutely might. I, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson could be a great player right away. But he hasn't shown that yet. Their best players are your center, your tight end, and your right and left tackle. It is great to have those. They don't help you win games. They help they help you not lose games. And there's a difference between winning a game and not losing a game. And I'm not sure that the Lions have the firepower and the top of the roster talent or breadth of talent to win games instead of just not lose them. And that's that's why I'm I am where I am. Okay, that's fair. What about you? Where are you at? You're wrong, and I'm mad at you. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are mad at me right now, so that's okay. <laughs> okay, I'm different, and and folks know that I'm a little bit more. I sweeten my Kool Aid a little bit more than Riz does. Riz takes a little twist of lime in his. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm on the border with 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 the team this year. Okay, and. I'm at eight and nine and nine and eight. And you're like, what the F are you thinking? Crazy knucklehead, right? I, I know Riz, that's what's going through your mind right now. And no, and, and I'm not. And I will say, I will say this. I, I would not be surprised if they went eight and nine or nine and eight, but I just, I can't, I can't be there. Yeah, no, no, that's, you, you know me. Yes. Yeah. And here's how I'm getting there. Okay. And, and could be crazy. I am crazy, but, um, I just, <laughs> First off, three wins last year. How the hell do you get eight and nine or eight or nine wins out of a team that had three, right? I mean, you, you, you've got to be crazy. Three of those games were bounce of the ball at the end of the game, goofy as BS losses, right? Just, just, we'll just, I'm just going to shorthand it there. So let's just say the ball bounces different. Let's talk regression to the mean, whatever else. I say we win those three games this year. And I think that we're a good enough, we've improved enough as a team that we'll win those three games th- this year, even without the luck. So we'll just say with the luck, we'll take that. So that takes us to six wins. That's only two away from what I'm, you know, the the low bar I've got here at eight, right? Those two games, probably tough. I think the Bears are going to be a little bit of a train wreck. I think the the Vikings are going to be a little bit of a train wreck. I think that's going to help us pick up some stuff along the way. You know, I I know you're not. That's okay. Um, But then I think about what the schedule looks like. 
And I know everybody improved, and I know you start with the crap, you know, it looks crappy, and then, well, then, you know, teams change or whatever. But we're going to have a lighter schedule than the Packers will. We're going to have a lighter schedule than a lot of the teams there. We will have, you know, one of the lightest schedules per last year's performance. Between that and the fact that we have not first-year rookies starting at all cornerback positions <laughs> except one on the defense, um, the fact that we do have a little bit of, hate, uh, of a rush coming with uh, Hutchinson, you, you don't have to just stop Harris now, right? The Hutchinson-Harris duo will be pretty interesting. And our best – the guy that broke out Jared Goff in those last couple games of the season is now number three on the depth chart at wide receiver. I think between those factors, you can pick up those two games to get you to eight or potentially nine. Again, I can. I, I, it, it takes Kool-Aid to get there. You know, from your six or seven wins, Riz. But just based on how things performed last year and the changes between then and now, again, regression to the mean on health. I think that we're not going to have the injuries like we did last year. Very last helpful. Was a freaking anomaly. <laughs> if we if we have the um the the tie, thank you, Brandon. The tie that could have been a win. If we have injuries like we did last year, this year, I'm going to be hyper concerned about our strength and conditioning program and what the hell is going on in there because. That last year was an everybody has injuries. I get it. But last year, the Lions were just wrecked on defense. So um, my pace, I'm a, I'm a little bit shinier, a little bit um, a little smilier about how this team is going to do. Um, I'm, I'm thinking eight or nine wins. And that's my prediction for the season without seeing a single toe on the field and training camp. <laughs> and again, that, that it wouldn't surprise me if they got there. But, uh, you know, between... I still have concerns about Jared Goff. I have concerns about the new receivers working well with him. Like, it does take some chemistry. Yeah. Um, although I think we're going to see that pretty quickly with DJ Shark, that he's going to be he's going to be good. Uh, I, I worry that, again, the defensive – the lack of defensive playmakers. And I, I do expect a couple guys to step up. But I, I just wonder – there's just a lot, a lot with it. I, I worry about the kicking game. We're either going to have a kicker, and that's one of the battles that we got to watch in training camp. Riley Patterson is accurate, but he's only accurate to like forty-eight yards. Mm-hmm. He's he, he he won't even try beyond that. Austin Cyber can go out to 55, 56, but it's a coin flip whether he's going to hit it or not. Like you win, we we know this very well from last year. Though that that makes a big difference in games. Yeah, I'm concerned at the lack of depth. Uh, proven depth, I should say, um, because I do think that there's potential with a lot of these places. But just so, again, the proven depth across the board, you know, maybe maybe we'll get pleasantly like like last year. Let Frank me. Ragno goes down. Evan Brown steps in. He's an NFL starting center, yeah. and, and now he's a backup. That's that's awesome. Like if Jerry doesn't get a starting spot, he's he might be the best backup outside cornerback in the NFL. Yeah. That, that's a good place to be. But there's a lot of those spots, and you can't guarantee that that is. And the other thing that concerns me some. It gives you rotation with Jerry as well for guys getting tired. And right. it, towards the end of the game, it gives you a fresh guy to put on the field for coverage. I mean, you get all kinds of Let me go to the, the, the golf thing. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't want to get past yeah. that too far. No, go ahead. JP is me 91. Devil's advocate is as long as you give golf repeated opportunities to make mistakes, you'll be on the wrong side of close games. I will tell you, again, I will refer to one of the most exciting games in the last decade, the Kansas City Rams game, where Goff was, they, they came out on top, 
and he had every chance to fail. the 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 Rams game, the the refs, or the, not the Rams, the Saints game, the playoff game. The refs were involved there, right? There's a little bit of that, but they did come out on top there. He took the team to a Super Bowl. He took a trash California Bears team and turned it into a really great team. He turned a trash Rams team that we just talked about in from Hard Knocks, their record, and turned it into a Super Bowl team. I don't. He had Aaron Donald and a healthy Todd Gurley, who was the best running back in football that year. Like he, it wasn't Jared Goff that was responsible. I, I, he I didn't, didn't lose that. those games. I didn't say that, but he wasn't responsible for them winning them either. I, I didn't say that, but he was a piece of a team. And what you have, or what you see with the Lions today, again, I didn't say they're going to the Super Bowl, but I said uh, you know eight games. I don't think Jared Goff is going to mess it up. Tough to see him last year. No talent around him nobody to throw the freaking ball to right and and a-, a lynn as a coordinator we've documented the issues there with the offense and the failure that horse there. He did. yeah we, we've <laughs> talked about why that happened i am not out herman moore did a great segment last year on lions nation about uh jared goff and it's that he's it's not that he was a bad quarterback it's because he couldn't trust and didn't trust his receivers because they weren't there I'm telling you, Jared Goff is not the quarterback you saw last year. If he is, I will eat my hat. I will eat my crow and 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 take my lumps this year. But Jared Goff, I will argue, is a much better quarterback than what you saw last year. You're right. He's not going to single-handedly win you those games. But you had Matthew Stafford who could, and you still didn't win them. It takes a team. And Jared Goff with a good team is better than Matthew Stafford with a decent team. I I don't I don't share that level of of I don't want to say optimism because I do think that Jared Goff is going to be better, but I don't share that strident confidence that you have that he will be that much better. Uh, eight, eight and, and, I don't. You know, I didn't say Super Bowl. No. <laughs> okay. But he, even even for him to get this team to the playoffs is him being a lot better than what he's shown to be in the last three or four seasons, three seasons specifically. And that's, that's difficult to, to and, and <laughs> outside of that, I, I still think he is a quarterback that needs to be pushed and Tim Boyle and David Plough, they ain't pushing him. No. Um, and, you know, if it's a confidence issue, like we're, we're going to talk a lot about golf, but I, I, if if he is a guy that can get them to eight or nine wins, then then the 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 dynamic about the entire team certainly changes. But right now, I still don't think he is the long term solution at the quarterback. He can win his way into that, and the, the door is there. And it'll be God, it would be nice if he did it. But I, I I don't see that level of play from him not consistently enough to get this team to where they're better than the Packers or better than. Um, they're not look, Green Bay's going to be good, folks. I, I know y'all hate that. They're going to be good. Their defense, by the way, is why they're going to be good. That that's a that might be the best defense in the NFC. Let me just say, that, just 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 in the golf thing, I don't disagree that he's not the guy to take you to the promised land, right? So, so so to be fair, I have a feeling, and I feel bad for him if this is the case, but I can really easily see it being this. He's the guy that gets us to the point like the Rams, and then we get our Matthew Stafford. Just that, that's, or, I, or, or he's Andy Dalton with the Bengals, and then they get Joe Burrow, and they get there. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what I see. But they got better and better and better with Jared Goff. They didn't get over the top. I mean, they got to the top, but they didn't get over the top. I just I, I don't think he's gotten worse. I, I honestly don't think he's gotten worse. I think he 
there's there's a couple things. Matthew Stafford as a quarterback in that LA offense is a way better quarterback. Is a way better quarterback for what McVay was running and the way he's kind of he, he's kind of evolved it over time. Um, last year, again with the receivers we had, there was just no chance for Goff. There's no chance, and you can't look at last year Goff and say that that's who it is. If it is this year, if he is that last year's Goff, the last three games last year, right? I think that's more the Jared Goff we're going to see this year. A guy that's going to get you 8, 9, 10, 11 wins maybe if you get a good enough team around him, but he's not going to carry you to that. But again, I I think about it and I think about it, and I love Matthew Stafford, and I've told you that millions of times. We had Matthew Stafford, and we didn't have a team around him, and we didn't go anywhere. We didn't win a playoff game. They, they, with all they kinds of teams. the night when Stafford wasn't ready was when they had the good team. Mm-hmm. 2011, 20, well, 2012, 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. He finally got ready after that, um, coincided with a couple of coaching changes, and then the rest of the team wasn't there. Yeah. And that, you know, that's... That was frustrating. As hell. In the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. And, and the other part is, and I, I'll tell you, if he winds up Stinking the house down this year, right? Um, you've got all the ammo you need to get your quarterback in the draft next year. You got draft assets to move up and get CJ Stroud, who's going to be the number one or number two pick. And I'll tell and you, if golf is bad, he, you might be in range to get that. Yep. And I will tell you, golf is still trade bait next year. People will trade for Jared Goff next year. I mean, he would be he with would be, with every new contract you see with the Kyler Murray contract extension with, which please, by the way has a ridiculous study. clause in it that please makes study. him have to. <laughs> if you have to pay your quarterback and tell him that he has to do something, probably made a mistake in making that sort of commitment to him. But I digress. Lamar Jackson is going to get paid. Baker Mayfield is going to get paid. Um, he might get paid more than what golf is earning right now. Believe it or not, that, that that's not an absurd statement. Justin Herbert is coming up on, on extension time. Jared Goff's deal is looking less expensive and less unsavory to acquire if you're another team all the time with every one of these contracts. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. So he will, he'll be, he'll be draft capital value if we need it as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see how things go this year. I, I am absolutely excited. My prediction is my prediction. Bruce's prediction is his prediction. He's always been the one that's right. And I don't care. I'm still sticking with it. <laughs> that's why I have you. I, this first. is another one where I hope to be wrong. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, that's I, the, 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 the worst year that I missed was the last year of Caldwell. Where I picked that they went, they went ten and six that year. They didn't go nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine, nine and seven. seven. I picked them to go five and eleven that year. You'll never. You got to remember, nine and nine and seven wasn't good enough. It was not. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. If the words were right. The outcome was bullshit. <laughs> yes. Oh God, Bob Quinn! <laughs> yeah, that 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 defense scared me, and the offensive line at that time scared me. When when Lake and Tomlinson and Taylor Decker are your best linemen, like Decker's Decker's evolved into being something pretty dang good. But at that time, he was, and he he was this until pretty much last year, where he'd have like forty five good plays, and he'd have three just what the what the bleep are you doing out there, dude? It's like every game. And thankfully, he's past that now. <laughs> like, uh, Lakin Tomlinson, 
his longevity post Lions is the most surprising thing I've ever he seen. He is the exact same, exact same player. He's never gotten better or worse than he was in Detroit. He's just been on different teams that do different things. Um, I, I, I'm happy for him. Uh, again, Chris, you know I have an affinity for really smart guys. He's a really, really smart guy off the field. And I've always appreciated it. I, I felt a doctor, that, right? And I'm guilty of it, too. He got a bad rap from a lot of us in Detroit, myself included, because of – first off, you don't ever draft a guard in the first round. Just don't freaking do it. It's a stupid idea. I know I know the Colts are getting by with it with Quentin Nelson. He is – that guy is the Aaron Donald of offensive line. He's that kind of – like transcend, transcendent talent. You don't normally find those at guard. Most of them start to tackle and move them inside. Beyond that, like it's it's just not a good way to build your team. It really isn't. It, it's using a premium resource on a non-premium position. In fact, it is um, with running back the least premium position on the entire field. Yeah. So he, and he, he he suffered for that, and I'm I'm part of the people that you know put him on a, a spit and turn him on the barbecue, man. And I feel kind of bad about that, but at the same time, like he's 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 not. I, I know there's a lot of Lions fans that are out there especially some that turn into a certain radio station who are like, oh, he was dog crap here and now he leaves and he's great. No, he is the exact same guy. His situation has changed. His Don't mistake that. is just beyond I just, it's just incredible. I, I am impressed for by and for him that he lasts. I am too. Because <laughs> you're right, he's, he's a, I think he was a med guy, right? He was a, a, a doctor to be um, yep. smart, smart Duke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good school Dookie. yeah yeah it's easy school for you too, thing. Um, yeah so generally the idea of drafting a guard in the first round the bullshit straight up don't do it um, it's really this is Don H it's really difficult to think rationally about teams that you're emotionally connected to how Riz does it is mind boggling yeah, absolutely and here's the part one of these years He's going to get it wrong, and it's going to go my way, and I'm going to be right, and I'm going to rub it in his face so freaking hard like I've never missed. You're going to see, I mean, the teabag and ball dragon, it's going to be Patty Pimblet on display. <laughs> and Riz, I'm sorry. I'm telling you now, just just ignore it and go with it and realize that it was just it's just some stupid fool being into, be, acting a fool. Remind me to bring a prophylactic. <laughs> It will. It'll be a good time. I promise. <laughs> All right. No, um, but Don, Don, I appreciate that. That's that's honestly like the nicest thing you can say about me. Yeah, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. That's what I try to be. Um, football has worked for me, and while I do love the Lions, I don't. I have learned to get less. Um, my, my dad is a beer can thrower after games. I haven't thrown. Well, I did throw a beer can at, well, it wasn't a beer can. It was a, a can of something. After the Ravens game last year when they didn't penalize the Ravens for the delay of game. You were drinking White Claws. I got, admit it. I got, I lost my head. I try not to let that happen very often. <laughs> this is, so this, I'll tell you, here's the part. And you see me get caught up. And this is the time of year that I'm happy to be caught up in the Lions and the optimism. The post-game shows. After the massive soul crushing losses, go watch, go back. Think of your worst loss in the last eight years that we've been doing post game shows and go back and watch. And just, I mean, I get angry is that when I re- re- refer to a play or whatever, but we pop in and it's like, here we go. Let's do it. 
I mean, my wife is just like, I have no idea how you walk into that room and turn on that computer and start talking about the team after something like that. But it's just like, it's okay. It's just another one. It's not hard. And and I get the benefit. I get to write my way through it. And that's, you know, that's how I really, I have written my problems out and solved them that way since I was eight years old. So that's just the way that I process things. Uh, it's just, it comes natural for me. Yeah, that's, that, uh, I'm cut from that cloth, Dan. That's why we call <laughs> it the, the post game therapy <laughs> sessions, because that's what it is. It's therapy. Get the calls in, get it out, work through. And, and, you know, it's not necessarily drinking Kool-Aid because it's easy just to crap on the team all the time. And Hey, yeah, you could probably be right. I mean, it feels like this regime's different and it's, it's a little silly to do, but yeah, you can do it. You can make a living doing that. Or you can kind of look at, okay, so this is what they're trying to do. Here's what we need to get better. And if if that is the right strategy, then we will start winning, right? And that's kind of how I, I approach it. It's like, okay, I understand. And that's why I try to get into the heads of these coaches and understand leadership styles and things like that to understand what they're thinking, what they're driving to, and then seeing is this, you know, does this seem like it's a good uh, implementation of what they're trying to get to and will it work and then how what could they do differently to get there that's kind of the look and and trying to see what success or how they could find success from where they're at because again you can sit around bitching and complaining all day long and then you're just you're, you don't feel any better you're still just as grumpy and angry as you were before and you become that uncle eddie guy but <laughs> i just i can't i've watched i've grown up with too many Lions fans. The Ford's got to sell the team. They'll never be good until the Ford's are good. You know, the, it's like, no, no I, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to live that life. So, Detroit fan man. At least the Bears fixed their O-line issues by paying Riley Reef $12 million to play left tackle today. <laughs> Bears, he is now their best offensive lineman. Well, I shouldn't say that. I like Cody White here. That guy can play. But uh, that's, that's a team... He's one of their three or four best offensive players. Now we just talked about how the lions have Taylor deck have a problem because all their good players are linemen or tight ends. Mm -hmm. Chicago has that, except all of their players at those positions are worse than what Detroit's are. And they don't have anywhere close to the skill positions that we do. They, they might, might have a better quarterback. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like Justin Fields. Oh God. I do too. Uh, It's, I was in Chicago over the weekend. And I wound up talking to a couple of locals um, as we were cavorting about. And uh, to say that, that Chicago is out on this team already, it, it, like it's, I, I say this to somebody, I have covered both of the winless teams in the NFL history. I have covered some really, really bad football teams. I know when I see bad, I look at the Chicago Bears and they are right there with the worst teams I've seen. Going into a season. That doesn't mean that they're going to go like, uh, 0 17. Walking around with any pants on. If they finish better than 3 and 14, their coach has really coached his ass off. And he's a rookie head coach. So that's, that's where I'm at with Chicago. I, I think they will be picking one or two next year. And that's going to make it hard to get the quarterback we want. But then again, right. they've got Justin. But they have their quarterback. Yeah, so the other team that I think is going to be down there is Atlanta. Atlanta. They're sort of in limbo with Mariota. They do have Malik Willis, who may or may not be good enough to make the team this year. That, may or may like, not be they, would, they would be the competition for it. And that's They and Seattle are the teams that you need to worry about drafting ahead of you if you are a Lions fan that wants a new quarterback. I, the Giants probably fit in that bill, too. Um, we'll see what happens with them. I, I, I kind of think the Giants might be better than what people are 
thinking. And I don't think I don't it's know. impossible to sign a crazy uh, 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 a Tom Brady, uh, a Matthew Stafford, a, a deal like that in the in the NFL. It's possible these days. I don't think we're there after this year. You know what I mean? I don't think it's it's quite there. I think we need another year. Um, but good times, good times. Hey, the Bengals, the Bengals did it, and that's 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 the blueprint that you want to see. Um, the Browns came damn close to doing it. Um, they were a bad call on Dirty Dan Sorensen helped headbutting Rashard Higgins at the goal line. Like if that if that play gets flagged, the Browns win that football game when the Chiefs don't have a Super Bowl. Like that's how close they were. Um, so it is possible to jump up that quick. Um, and I, I'm actually going to disagree. I think that the Lions can get there next season. Um, that this year is where they build up, and next year if they add the catalyst on either offense or defense, whether it's the the pass rusher that you get from from Alabama or a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine imagine that dude with Aiden Hutchinson on the other side. Holy crap! Like that that's gonna be fun. Um, and that's but, that's but definitely they, potential. They, like, they they can make that jump next year. Um, and at this point next year, if they have the kind of year that I think that they will this year, I will be picking them to make the playoffs next year with another good draft and a a fruitful off season. I I was referring specifically to the quarterback position. Yeah, that's oh yeah, and then you're right about getting the guy. If Goff stinks it up this year, then I think okay, that's that's the route. That's what they do, and that's how they make yeah. that, that leap. I just don't think they do. And and to be fair, I don't think they get the quarterback that takes them to the top in Jared Goff. And I think it's going to be not next year, but the year after, unless he really stinks the place up. And I just don't see him stinking the place up that bad this year. That's just my two cents. We can see if you want thoughts on next year's quarterback class, look at the episode from uh, it was two episodes ago where we interviewed Luke Easterling. Yeah, um, and he talked about the quarterbacks quite a bit. So uh, check that out. Yeah, go to, go uh, go search it in the YouTube page or um, on on Spotify or Stitcher or whatever you use to uh, to listen to your podcast, the audio versions. That's right. All right, like, subscribe, do those things. Don't forget, we're about a hundred off on those likes. Still, you're rolling through there. Hit that. Let people know that you like this so we can get uh, other people on. Also, don't forget about the training camp party. Dan Miller, your favorite voice of the Detroit Lions. Remember this phrase? Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. That's the guy. He'll be there. And uh, we'll do our interviews some previews of the season with him. We'll talk a little bit about training camp with him. We'll also have Jerry Jacobs Lions, seatbelt gang leader, quarterback, cornerback of the Detroit Lions at the party. He'll, he's going to be there signing autographs, hanging out, talking. We're going to interview with him. Also, Micro Mike is showing up from Lions Chat with Micro Mike. He will be there in Lions Nation Unite. Um, we're trying to squeeze some of the other folks from Lions Nation in there. We'll see what we can do about them. Uh, also, we got the big announcement for St. Jude. We're doing a live show from the party. Get there. Go to party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your tickets now. 35 bucks, dinner, uh, soft drinks, all included. Great time. Um, few tickets left. Not certain there will be any at the door for a couple reasons, but if there are, they're going to be five bucks more at the door because we've got to pay more for the to, for the food and everything else to place. So get there, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's going to be a riot. Um, nine drinks. I don't remember the number. I don't know right now. I'm sorry. Hit me up on the on the tweet machine. DM me and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, all right. Yeah, seatbeltgang.com. Get your stuff there. Jerry loves to sign anything from there. He'll sign anything, though. It doesn't have to be from there. But that helps us with some charity stuff, the party, all that. With that, Riz, I think we're going to call it a show. It's been a, it's been a big, long one. Nice, long show. I, I, I like this. So I, I'm in training camp mode. It's, it's great being over here. Um, I, get, I get very precious little time by myself. And I get, like, 
I'm my own entity here. I have apartments myself. It's great. Um, and it allows me to really function and get the, 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 the football juices flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick, Don H, different question. How many ones, wins would the Lions have to start really losing coordinators? I'll, we, let's save that for next week, Riz. We will. I, think I will just say question. that the Lions will have new offensive – they will have a new defensive coordinator and a new running backs coach slash assistant head coach next year. There you go. And it won't be because these guys failed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. The most intelligent Lions chat on the internet is at your fingertips. If you donate just $5 a month that way, or if you become a member of the channel, it's a great way to support the show. Help us keep doing this. Help us do our, our, our travels, our, our senior bowl shows, our draft shows, all the stuff that we do. It's a, it helps us out a great deal. Again, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And Slack chat is the place to be. Uh, also, Follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Good times coming. And at Jeff Risden. This one's with a J. Jeff Risden, as you see spelled down there. That G guy. He's G off an idiot. <laughs> Give us a call at Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Call us on the Lions line at 929 33 Lions. 929 335 4667. Leave us a message. The more you drink before your message, the more likely you're going to be on the show uh next show saturday night from the party live yes um it likely won't be as smooth we're gonna have a, a couple breaks while we're doing it moving some people in and out but it'll be a good time it is it will be a good time and being there i'm telling you with the door prizes that's the way to be well you know Hodges, you were there you were there my man all right i'll uh, go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast and what do we do what do we do when you subscribe Come into your ear holes automatically, Chris. That's where you want it to come every time. You got four more likes for us to get us to 100? Do it. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, I got a flight tomorrow and I got a pack. Let's get going. No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you all for joining us on Saturday. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.